You're listening to the Assembly Call IU podcast and postgame show, the place where Indiana fans across the globe hang out online after every IU basketball game. If you want to get more out of being an IU basketball fan, then make sure you're subscribed to our email newsletter. Go to assemblycall.com slash join today and sign up for free. That's assemblycall.com slash join. This episode of The Assembly Call is brought to you by Crane Credit Union. Get a $150 deposit into your new Crane Credit Union checking account when you get e-statements, have direct deposit, and use your debit card. Plus, there's no monthly service charges and no minimum balance to open your account. Stop into any of Crane Credit Union's 14 locations or visit their website at cranecu.org for more information. That's cranecu.org. Crane Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. And now, get ready for another brand new edition of the Assembly Call. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another off-season edition of the Assembly Call. I am your host, Jared Morris, uh, and I'm here to uh, do another kind of reading and discussion of one of our three-point shot articles. And today's uh, three-point shot article was actually submitted by the great Andy Bottoms. Always nice to get him uh, back on the on the blog. Uh, he had to take a few weeks off after submitting his bracket, you know, sleep a little bit, reconnect with his wife and with his daughters, uh, relearn their names. Uh, but now he's back, and I think he's, uh, he's going to try and do about one of those, uh, those three-point shot articles per week, which will be nice. I'm going to try and do at least one per week, too. Uh, so at a minimum, you should get two blog posts from us. Uh, kind of talking about some uh, topic related to Indiana basketball. And then when I can, I will try and come on here uh, and both read those articles and discuss them a little bit so that those of you who like to follow us more on YouTube or on the podcast as opposed to on the blog can get that content as well. Uh, and if you don't know where on the blog to go, I did reorganize the homepage a little bit, so it should be much easier for you to find our new blog content and our three-point shot articles. If you ever want to find the most recent one, as I'm talking about it here on the podcast, you can always go to assemblycall.com slash three-point shot. That's all one word uh, and the number three. Don't spell out three, but assembly call three-point shot, and you can find the most recent one. So let's dive in and let's talk about uh, Andy's article today. It is called Three Meaningful Values That Emerged from Archie Miller's Press Conference. And I've been meaning to do an article on this myself uh, and talk about some key themes from the press conference. So I'm really glad that Andy did. Uh, and the way that I'll do this uh, is I will read you uh, the entire article and then kind of stop at a few points to add my own commentary to it. Uh, I will try and use a much more dramatic voice while reading so that you know that I am reading the article and then talk in my normal voice when it's just me talking. Uh, if that gets annoying, if you don't like that, let me know and I'll try and do it a different way next time. Uh, but I do want you to know what are Andy's thoughts and what are mine because I don't want him to be held accountable for some crazy thought that I might espouse during the recording of this episode. Okay, so let's hop into this. Three meaningful values that emerged from Archie Miller's press conference by Andy Bottoms. With the season over, I have no lineup or substitution trends to analyze. So I guess Archie Miller's introductory press conference will have to do for now. 
By the way, those of you who are new, uh, Andy provides lineup and substitution analysis after every IU game in our post-game analysis email, which we send only to subscribers. We don't post that on the blog. So if you're not an email subscriber, go to assemblycall.com slash join so you can get on our email list uh, and make sure that you can get all of that content when the season starts. All right. Uh, Content aside, I was struck by Coach Miller's demeanor. There was no rah-rah speech, not even many smiles. But instead, we saw a man who came across as calm, focused, and all business. That's exactly what this program needs right now. Someone with clearly stated values and a plan to get the program where he wants it. Someone who won't blink in the face of the adversity he's sure to face along the way. Since the moment the press conference ended, Miller has been on the media merry-go-round doing interviews with multiple TV and radio personalities. Maybe a certain post-game show should be next, but I digress. Archie, if by chance you're listening to this, we would love to have you on the Assembly Call IU postgame show, although that's probably not going to work because you have other duties when the postgame show is going live, but we'd love to interview you uh, for the podcast anytime, of course. Throughout the press conference and throughout these interviews, we've seen Coach Miller get more comfortable, and we've heard multiple variations of essentially the same message. I've tried to soak in as much as I can, and I already wish it was November. Through all of the answers and speeches, I continue to circle back to Miller's answer on what values will define an Indiana player. And here is exactly what Archie said about that. They'll embrace high standards, both in the classroom and on the basketball court. They'll compete for excellence in both. Represent yourself, your family, and Indiana University in a first-class manner at all times. Tell the truth and make no excuses regardless of the circumstances. Respect your teammates. Take responsibility for their well-being and treat them as family. Understand your team's attacking mentality. Pursue relentlessly a competitive edge in all that you do in our program and focus on team goals more than individual goals. Know your role on our team and take great pride in it. I love everything those words embody. Today's three-point shot will focus on the three phrases contained in that statement that resonated the most with me. And as we say here, leave a comment below uh, to let us know what statement of Archie's has resonated the most with you. Uh, You can certainly feel free to go do that at the blog post or send us a tweet at assembly call and include Andy Bottoms at Andy Bottoms in that tweet. And let us know of all the stuff that you've heard from Archie Miller uh, so far since he's been announced as coach, what has resonated the most with you? So let's go through now these three elements that have resonated the most with Andy, and they are all taken out of that portion of the press conference that uh, I just read to you a moment ago. Point number one, make no excuses regardless of the circumstances. Look, I don't need to go too in-depth on why this one sticks out after the season we just experienced. Last year's team absolutely had unforeseen challenges, but instead of finding a way to overcome them, we couldn't go a single game without hearing about their impact as if they somehow were a death sentence for the season. As the discussion of potential candidates began, one of the things that drew me to Archie Miller was his ability to overcome in-season challenges, adapt to a new set of circumstances, and thrive in the face of them. The first example of this came in the 2014-15 season. A combination of eligibility issues, injuries, and dismissals left Miller with just six scholarship players heading into conference play. Did I mention none of them were taller than six foot six? Even with a depleted roster, the Flyers finished 31st in the nation in defensive efficiency and went 13-5 in the Atlantic 10. 
Only a two-point loss in the season finale prevented them from sharing the regular season title. Dayton then advanced to the Atlantic 10 Tournament Championship game and made it to the Sweet 16 before being knocked out by Oklahoma in another close game. No excuses. The second example came this season when center Steve McIlvain tragically and unexpectedly passed away in the offseason. Miller spoke about this on the Sidelines podcast with Evan Daniels, focusing on the challenge of dealing with the emotional impact of McIlvain's death that McIlvain's death had on his team. It also put the Flyers in a difficult position personnel-wise, as the only two other players over six foot seven on the roster played as much on the perimeter as they did inside. Add to that an ugly ankle injury to forward Josh Cunningham, and Dayton was again forced to adapt to unforeseen roster challenges. Once again, Miller and his team responded. The Flyers won 22 of 25 games during one stretch and claimed an outright Atlantic 10 title. No excuses. I absolutely second this by Andy. I think one of the big frustrations for everybody about Indiana this season was what felt like excuses. You know, from injuries, uh, you know, to talking about how preparation was good, but then we didn't see it on the court. You know, all the different things, and we don't need to rehash all of them. And I think what Indiana fans would have appreciated and respected more was kind of more of a no-nonsense approach, more of a an extreme ownership, extreme accountability approach where it's not kind of a constant reminder of we can't do this because of this and all of that. It's just, hey, these are the cards we've been dealt. Let's go make the best of them. And so we obviously will have to see how Archie Miller handles that at Indiana. Uh, but certainly when you look at those two examples that Andy cited – it gives you some confidence that his mentality will be a little bit more no excuses, a little bit more extreme accountability. Uh, and hopefully that can help Indiana because I think we all agree this year's team had enough talent to be better than 18 and 16, uh, despite you know the loss of some really key players. But unfortunately, that was never able to happen and the team did not flourish. Uh, and I, I firmly believe that a part of that was simply because there were excuses that seemed to be baked into everything Indiana was doing this year. And I really hope that we can move past that now moving forward with Archie Miller. Okay, so that's point number one. Uh, real quick before I get to point number two, do want to take a quick minute and tell you about our sponsor, SeatGeek. As you know, buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show that you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that, but SeatGeek is different. They've come along and they've created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert because everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. And I can tell you when we go up to Bloomington for our annual trip this year, whether it's in December or January or February, SeatGeek will definitely be the place that I go to look for tickets. And I anticipate them being pretty expensive given the, uh, the enthusiasm, uh, the renewed enthusiasm around IU basketball. Uh, SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. They do the work, you save the time and money, and here's the great part. Listeners to the assembly call get a $20 rebate off of your first SeatGeek purchase. So to get your $20 rebate, do this. Download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code and enter the promo code assembly, A-S-S-E-M-B-L-Y, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So again, Download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code ASSEMBLY today. 
All right, let's get back to Andy Bottoms' article today over at assemblycall.com. Today's three-point shot titled Three Meaningful Values That Emerged from Archie Miller's Press Conference. We just talked about the first one, which is make no excuses regardless of the circumstances. That's point number one. Let's go now to point number two. Focus on team goals more than individual goals. During one of our post-game shows, we tried to put our finger on what IU's calling card had been during the Korean era. What did we stand for as a program? The fact that we struggled to answer the question was telling, but the consensus centered around individual player development. Certainly, player development is important, and Coach Miller said as much himself during the press conference. But during the 2015-16 season, we heard guys like Nick Zeisloft talk about playing for Indiana as opposed to just at Indiana. Quite frankly, I never felt that mantra was nearly as important to this year's team. But it has to be. Playing for Indiana needs to be a constant, not something that ebbs and flows or takes a backseat to individual goals and development. Let's take Thomas Bryant from last season. Much was made of the development of his perimeter skills, whether it be taking part in ball handling drills or improving his outside shot. That versatility served him well at times last season. But his propensity to linger on the perimeter was a frequent talking point during times when the offense became stagnant. He could never seem to find the balance between when to play inside versus when to play outside, and that contributed to the team struggling to reach its potential. To be clear, I am in no way suggesting that selfishness drove Bryant to play the way he did, but I do think he and the team struggled to translate the development of their individual skills into an understanding for how each player's skills needed to fit together so the team could succeed consistently. Again, I agree here wholeheartedly with Andy, which shouldn't surprise you. As he mentioned, we talked about this a number of times on the post-game show, and I do believe it is the double-edged sword of your program brand being about player development. I mean, that became the big recruiting pitch for Indiana. Uh, and Alex Bozich wrote a great article about this over at InsideTheHall.com about you know Tom Crean's belief and his philosophy in player development and, and what Indiana does. And clearly, it's been successful. Many players have developed very well under Tom Crean and, and ended up getting drafted uh, higher than you would have thought based on their recruiting rankings. And guys like Troy Williams and Yogi Ferrell, who didn't get drafted, showed this year with what they've done in the NBA that they clearly developed as players. Now, some other players obviously didn't develop as well, and we don't talk about them as much, but I think you can say that player development was a strength under Tom Crean. But at what point does individual player development and does, you know, perhaps even trying to showcase your program's individual player development and showcase a player's varied skills for the NBA, at what point will that impact what you're trying to do as a team if doing this individually is taking away from maybe someone doing something else that they are better at, if that makes sense. And I think at times this year, uh, we saw that maybe with Thomas Bryant handling the ball outside uh, and, and trying to create more on the perimeter instead of parking himself down low uh, and, and just getting the ball and going to work. And to be fair, there are examples with other guys as well. And so I, I think we've heard from Archie Miller you know, obviously he is a player's coach. We've heard that from everybody and he is big on player development and improving players, but he has a clear focus on that individual player development and individual goals, not trumping the team concept. And again, as with everything else that he said, we'll have to see it in practice. Uh, but I do appreciate hearing that from him and I'm hoping it's something that we can bring back, uh, to Indiana where there is more of a balance between team goals and individual goals 
being, you know, if not equally important, you know, then the team goal standing above the individual goal. And of course, the irony there is that as the team improves, typically all boats rise and guys end up looking better. Uh, you know, than they would if the team is losing, even if they're putting up uh, great individual numbers. So again, point number two, focus on team goals more than individual goals. Point number one, going back was make no excuses regardless of the circumstances. And now here is point number three from Andy Bottoms article, three meaningful values that emerged from Archie Miller's press conference. Point number three, know your role on our team and take great pride in it. Perhaps one of the most telling moments of the season came when Tim Priller entered the Northwestern game and started going full Brian Sloan, as Ken Bykoff put it. In some ways, it seemed jarring to watch a player come in and so clearly understand exactly what he needed to do to help the team. And you know what? The team was more successful for it. When I look back at some of the IU teams I grew up with, guys like Sloan, Chris Reynolds, and A.J. Moye stand out as clear examples of players who knew and embraced their roles on those teams. Each of them had their limitations in one aspect of the game or another, but that didn't prevent them from making a positive impact each time they stepped on the floor. The other team knew Sloan was out there to screen anything that moved in an effort to free up more talented offensive players, but that didn't stop him from consistently creating opportunities for his teammates. The other team knew Reynolds couldn't shoot the ball well, but he was the consummate floor general, getting players and the ball exactly where it needed to be while, do, while being one of the best defenders to ever wear an IU uniform. And the other team knew Moye didn't have the size to play the power forward spot he was often asked to play, but he brought unmatched energy and toughness to every game, never backing down from anyone. Just ask Carlos Boozer. But last season, we found ourselves wondering how positionless basketball had seemingly morphed into role-less basketball and how the team's play had suffered as a result. Who was best suited to run the point? Who was best suited to come off the bench? I'm not sure those questions and plenty of others were ever really answered. Maybe I'm reading too much into a press conference, but hey, it's all we've got right now. Still, these values are at the heart of what IU basketball means to me. Ultimately, these are all just words, and they're only important if the players are held accountable to them and respect what they represent. Time will tell whether these values are embraced by the players. But as I look down the roster, I see a number of players who could flourish if they do. You know, it's a great point by Andy because I think that was a recurring theme throughout the season was do these guys really understand what they're being asked to do or do they understand what they should be doing? You know, we saw that with Robert Johnson trying to play point guard and how that really didn't work. And, you know, we kind of mentioned, you know, Thomas Bryant, what exactly was his role? Is he supposed to spread the floor and be a three-point shooter? Is he supposed to go down in the post and anchor Indiana's offense? And you can go on and on down the line. And, you know, one thing that we've heard about Archie Miller is he's extremely organized. He's extremely detail-oriented. You know, he's got a plan. doesn't mean that he doesn't adapt that plan to the, ta- to the talent that he has, but I don't think he's out there trying to play quote-unquote positionless basketball. And I think that could very well be a refreshing t- uh, change for this team and for this program because if, if a lot of the guys stay or if the majority of the guys stay, there is still talent on this roster. And it's not guys that Archie Miller recruited. He's made mention of that, but they're his guys now. And I think one thing that we'll see is a, a system and strategies next year that really maximize the talent on the floor rather than trying to fit that talent into 
kind of a system. Uh, and I think we saw a little bit too much of that uh, from Indiana this past season. Uh, and so hopefully we see a reversal of that as we go on into this year and then into the future of Indiana basketball. But I agree with Andy, you know, that there's enough talent on this roster to be a good team next year. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Coach Miller molds that talent and, and, and what roles emerge and how he maximizes the strengths and tries to minimize the weaknesses of each of the players on the roster, players that he didn't recruit that weren't necessarily, you know, picked as they fit for his system. But how does he do it anyway? And then we'll see it evolve as he does uh, recruit guys that are better fits for his system. Alrighty, if you have any comments about this piece, again, send us a tweet at assemblycall at Andy Bottoms. Uh, and again, assemblycall.com slash three-point shot is the place on our blog where you can see our posts. Uh, and don't forget to go to assemblycall.com slash join and get on our email list if you aren't already. We hope that you will be so that you can get our six-banner Saturday news roundups. Uh, plus, once the season starts, so you can get all the post-game analysis emails that we do, including the analysis from Andy Bottoms. It'll be interesting to see how the lineup and substitution analysis that he does changes with Archie Miller as opposed to Tom Crean. As we know, there was often very frenetic uh, substituting and not always, at least it seemed, not always a rhyme or reason for what was going on. Uh, and that may have in part led to the struggle for certain guys to get into a rhythm and figure out their roles. Uh, and so we'll see how, uh, how Coach Miller is when he does it. All right. Thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you on the next episode of The Assembly Call, which should be... Thursday night live at assemblycall.com slash live and then we'll post the podcast on Friday morning that is the next episode of assembly call radio I'm sure we will discuss some of these topics that we've been discussing in three-point shot and more uh, and Ryan Phillips should be back so you'll get to hear all of his thoughts on this because you haven't heard from him since Archie Miller was hired and I'm sure he's got a lot of important hot opinions to divulge uh, and probably some cheering to do since Steve Alford was not the one hired, and so we will let him celebrate that on Assembly Call Radio. All right, we'll talk to you all on Friday or Thursday night if you want to join us live. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Assembly Call. If you want to support the show, please share the assembly call with a friend or family member who loves IU basketball like you do. You can also visit assemblycall.com support to learn a few ways you can help, from donating to grabbing official assembly call gear to buying IU merchandise that you'd buy anyway but using our special affiliate links, which get us a commission. We rely on the support of audience members like you to keep the assembly call alive and growing. Once again, the URL is assemblycall.com slash support. Thank you, and as always, go Hoosiers. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. Sticky notes. Email alerts. A string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client.